Hi, I'm Nick Markey. This is the Beach Barbell Podcast and Videocast. Going to do a little quick hitter today. Um, I've talked about words um, being potentially harmful in the past regarding uh, clinical issues. So I wanted to expand on that a little bit, just some ideas I had rolling around in my head. So can words be harmful? Yes, I think this is pretty easy to understand. There's an old saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Not the most true, and maybe sometimes words may even be worse sometimes. So, if you think about a word, it exists in your brain somewhere. There's a neuron somewhere that inhabits that word. There's also probably connections into what kind of value that word has, maybe if there's any emotional ties to that word. Just think of any sort of memory you have. You know, you smell uh, something that reminds you of a positive experience. Maybe your mom baking a pie and you smell something that smells like that, then you're going to potentially have a trigger of that old memory. And then maybe you feel good. You get a flood of positive emotions. So words could have that positive edge too. Maybe something reminds you of a joke, a friend or something you heard that made you feel happy and you know made you laugh really well. Uh, so then there's a word or some saying that makes you rem- remind of, there's a word that makes you remember that. And so then uh, you get a flood of that boisterous, laughing, feel good, emotional feel. So, but they could also have a negative edge too. So if I tell someone that their knee is damaged and they trust me as a clinician, then what if that adds another variable to the pain equation? So whether there's damage or not, let's not go into that variable right now, but let's talk about the variable of the neurons that connect in the brain. So what if me telling someone that their knee is damaged causes several neurons to link into what their brain uses to think of and move the knee? So now there's potentially greater threat when the person uh, uses their knee because the body's saying, the brain and the body are going, wait a second, we were told this was damaged by an expert, by someone that we trust. So let's not use that knee. I'm gonna tighten up on you, I'm gonna make it hurt, I wanna make sure that you don't use it. So that could be a potential scenario where that word, damage, causes way more issues than not. And I think we all know the example of uh, when a kid falls off their bike and they hit their knee and you know maybe they're rubbing it and almost crying but then they go to mom or dad and mom or dad being a supportive good parent says hey let me check it out for you they check it out dust it off ask them if they're okay the kids you know nods yes i'm okay and then they say well do you want to go back and ride your bike they say yes and they go run and ride their bike and like nothing happened well what if that instance the parents emphasized how much damage they could have done to their knee you know, freaked out, said, oh my goodness, like you really hurt your knee. This is really bad, da, 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 da. Now, certainly that can increase the threat level that that child feels because they most likely trust their parents' words quite highly. So I think as clinicians, we need to be wary of that power that we may have when someone is uh, coming to us for uh, help and support and trying to figure out what to do. We, 
are better off probably not using words like damage um, and things of that nature because you might increase the threat level beyond what is really necessary. Now, maybe there are some really uh, small, rare cases where someone does have really legitimate damage, maybe like a broken bone, and they're not taking it seriously. So we really want to, you know, put the brakes on them, you know, going and doing something potentially stupid and further worsening that broken bone. But I think in most cases, that's not the case. In most of the times people will default towards not doing as much. And then if the clinician is also telling them that there's a lot of damage there and that this is gonna, you know, this bad thing could happen and that's all they focus on, then of course, if that person puts a lot of trust in them, those neurons in the brain that link knee is damaged and all the thoughts that are associated with that. And I think we've all had that time where our uh, brain and thoughts will take us down some deep, dark rabbit holes um, into potentially really ridiculous scenarios. Um, then you could see where that word, just that single word could have a lot of harm. And so then those neurons start to connect to each other. Uh, that word damage connects to potentially knee and connects to the knee sensory cortex in the brain and then potentially to the knee motor cortex in the brain and then potentially the limbic system, which is your emotional center. So making the word damage and knee much more uh, higher threat level because now the emotions are tied to it and that's all just what's happening in the brain. So we're disregarding whatever is going on in the knee. Maybe there is something that's flared up that is causing more neuron uh, transmission going up the chain. But if you then enhance that by telling them their knee is damaged, then that whole situation could be elevated quite high. And then perhaps the, what that person should be doing, maybe gradually getting active again, it won't happen. And then now we get into all sorts of other issues. What if they also have a history of diabetes? I've seen several patients where they actually hurt their knee um, and they had history of diabetes. And then they ended up getting a sort of a weird cardiac autonomic issue because uh, their diabetes was not as well controlled because they were not active because they hurt their knee. And so that was without having, you know, any sort of extra stuff on top of that. So we as a society know that people are getting less and less active into younger and younger generations. So the, the more we put out there that puts this threat level higher, makes activities seem a higher threat level, the less likely people are going to be active. And so I think that covers pretty much everything I want to talk about in terms of words and neurons and emotions. It's a really interesting subject, but I think just recognize, particularly clinicians need to recognize that the power and trust they hold with their, their clients and their patients, the power that they have with the things they say, just like the things that a parent can say to a child holds a lot of weight. And I know there's a lot of people out there in their 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s and, and beyond that still remember things that their parents told them. And perhaps they've adopted those things into their identity for good and bad. Um, so if you hold this trust and you might, I think as a clinician, assume that the, the patient does trust you to some degree, 
you, I think a clinician needs to be much more careful in their word usage and frankly, just be more open to listening to the person and come to their level in terms of what that person's thinking and saying and how they're behaving, um, meet them where they are. And then that will be a better stance instead of trying to throw out things like damage and whatnot. Um, you're going to be in better place, I think, to help them move on with a good plan of care in terms of taking care of the problem because most issues probably just need some time and some just gradual return to whatever activity um, that the person you know wants to do or needs to do but again you throw that wrench in there that damage uh, word then you might throw that plan of care of getting active again uh, for a loop so if uh this sounded interesting to you. Uh, love to hear your thoughts. Just you can comment down below or wherever I post this. Uh, reach out to me. I'd love to talk to more people about this kind of stuff because ultimately we are trying to get people healthier and more active. And the more junk we can move out of the way that keep people from doing that, the better. So thank you very much. I'm Nick Markey, Beach Barbell. Have a good day.